Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Personal Growth Project. This is the week of Tuesday, December 21st, and we are going to be talking about your mental diet, what it is, how it affects you, and how you can use it to your advantage to cultivate happy thoughts in your everyday life. So your mental diet basically consists of all the content that you consume on a daily basis. Just like you have a diet in terms of food, you have a diet in terms of what you're feeding your mind. And so examples of this could be the TV shows you watch, the YouTube videos you watch, the music you listen to, even the people you talk to. Those are all part of your mental diet. And I'm going to get into why your mental diet is so important and how it really relates to your mental health now. So there's a concept called the subconscious mind, which if you want to learn more about this, you can read um, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murray. But the basis of this concept is that you have two minds, the conscious mind, which I'm sure you've already heard about, and the subconscious mind. The conscious mind can discern between fact and falsehood, but the subconscious mind cannot. Everything that your subconscious mind hears, it accepts as truth, which is actually quite dangerous because your subconscious mind influences your thoughts. And we all know that your thoughts turn into actions. So really your subconscious mind basically dictates how you live. So if you don't feed good thoughts to your subconscious mind, you're basically dooming yourself to have a very miserable life. So one of the biggest things in our mental diet, which we consume pretty much every day, is music. And music can be a really wonderful tool for creativity and getting in the flow state. But a lot of us consume music mindlessly. Um, We just turn on whatever's on the radio and just listen to that. Um, But we don't really realize how the music that we're listening to can really impact the course of our life. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, it's just a song. It sounds catchy. No big deal. Right? (laughs) That's actually really wrong. So the thing with the songs, and especially the mainstream music that we listen to, is that a lot of them have negative messages. Um, Music with lyrics is extremely dangerous. Classical music is totally fine, and I'll get into that later, but music with lyrics is what you've really got to watch out for, because if the lyrics are saying negative things, which they usually are, because all of our pop is pretty much about love, heartbreak, betrayal, cheating, etc., you're basically feeding these thoughts these negative thoughts into your subconscious mind. And you really don't want to do that because unless you're like looking to get cheated on or have your heart broken, I would say it's a very bad idea to feed your subconscious mind thoughts that relate to being cheated on or heartbroken. Um, And I won't even get into rap because rap is just a whole nother level of negativity in most situations. Um, And I do understand that some of that is just part of the culture surrounding it and the way it's always traditionally been. But 
For people who are looking to cultivate happiness in their daily life, I would definitely suggest that if you do listen to lyrical music, you ensure that it's music with only positive lyrics and ideas that you're putting into your mind. So one of the biggest switches that I've made in my daily life has been switching from that mainstream lyrical music to classical music. And if I do listen to lyrical music, it's Christian music, which I know sounds mockable, but it's actually made such a big impact in my daily life that I can't even believe that I used to live listening to mainstream garbage all the time and allowing my thoughts to be super negative. I think one of the best examples of the negativity of mainstream music is actually Olivia Rodrigo. Um, Her album was super good, I'm not going to lie, but pretty much every song in that album was very sad, was only talking about heartbreak, being rejected, being let on, etc. And when we're really relishing an album like that, you've got to wonder what it's doing to our mind when we're constantly listening to these negative messages, people talking about heartbreak, that just really can't be good for your thoughts. And I know that a lot of the mainstream music that you hear on the radio is super catchy and you enjoy listening to it because it is so catchy. Like this is really the case with a lot of people. They listen to music because it sounds good, not necessarily paying any attention to the lyrics, but it's really the lyrics that are going to get you. And Unless you want to just listen to the instrumentals of these really catchy songs, I would just suggest cutting out um, negative lyrical music altogether because it really is toxic for your mind when you're constantly reinforcing these negative thoughts in your subconscious mind and having those translate into your thoughts and then your actions. It just does not cultivate a very happy life. One of the biggest changes that I've noticed in the quality of my thoughts and my daily life after switching from mainstream pop music to classical music and occasionally Christian is that the quality of my productivity has greatly increased. Um, Before, my productivity would kind of be on and off, but when you listen to classical music on a daily basis, Um, it's really amazing how much it improves your productivity. I have no idea what it is, but listening to classical music just honestly makes me feel like so productive. I get probably 200% more done when I listen to classical music as opposed to when I listen to regular music. And I think part of that is just that There are no negative messages in classical music because there's no lyrics. It's just music. And when you just can focus on the music and not have to pay attention to the lyrics, it really allows you to better focus on your work and get more stuff done because you're giving your brain um, energy to think instead of having your brain use its energy on paying attention to the lyrics. And I think there have actually been studies done on classical music, too, that confirm that it improves your productivity and learning. And I would really confirm those results because I've definitely just 
had such an improvement in the amount of work that I get done every day when I start my day off listening to classical music. Like it really just makes you feel like you can conquer the world. And a lot of people have mocked me for that, but I definitely wouldn't knock it until you try it. So something really awesome that you can do to help your mental diet is to opt for audiobooks and podcasts as opposed to the regular music you might listen to. Like, a lot of us will listen to music for a really long time every day, and when you think about the amount of learning that could get done if you switched out your music for an audiobook or podcast, it should really blow your mind, because I've gotten through, like, 10 times more books when I listen to audiobooks as opposed to my regular music than I ever did before. And it really inspires you to grow as a person and do better every day. And it just broadens your horizons when you're listening to books and podcasts all the time. Because when I go on my daily walk, I'll normally pick a podcast that I really like or resume my spot in an audiobook. And whenever I come back from my walk after listening to something that I'm interested in and that has grown my mind, I just feel so much more, um, I guess you could say, prepared and motivated when it comes to getting more work done that day. I think that listening to educational stuff is just actually a really great way to recharge your mind. And you may think that that's just going to tire your mind, why stuff more information into it, but when you learn about things that actually interest you, it can really rejuvenate your mind as opposed to just wasting an hour listening to music that only drags you down emotionally. Now I'm going to get into TV and YouTube and how we can use those things to our advantage, not to our disadvantage. So I'd say that a lot of us watch either of those things multiple times a week. And that can be a really good way to unwind and bond with family members or friends. But it's important to make sure that you're not wasting too much of your time on these things. Because not only are a lot of TV shows just kind of, well, like, worthless in terms of how they stimulate your mind, um, they just are big time sucks, especially when they're addictive to watch. Like, I remember earlier this year when everyone got really into Squid Game and watched the whole thing in a really short period of time. And while it was an interesting show, um, I had to watch a little bit of it with my family members, so that's how I know. Um, it's just really a big time suck because at the end of the day, Sure, you may have finished this whole TV series, but what did it bring you? <laughs> um, I think a lot of us don't stop to think about why we're watching these shows. We just crave a dopamine rush, so we turn on a TV show that looks interesting and sit there for a few hours. But at the end of the day, they're really not bringing us much in terms of adding substance to our lives. Like, we may have just learned about someone's whole life story, but does that really help us? No. <laughs> um, so when I watch YouTube or when I watch TV, I try to 
pick shows that will benefit me in one way or another. So while it does also sound mockable, like a lot of the stuff that I've said in this episode, um, I will watch documentaries for fun because if I'm going to be watching TV or YouTube, I'm at least going to put on something that provides something for my mind. I'm not just going to watch like, I don't even know, like a few hours of drama. It just, it's not that good for your mind. And of course, this is with the exception of The Bachelorette, because admittedly, um, I did watch this entire season. Um, But that's besides the point. Um, Most TV is just really a waste of time. And I think that if you're going to be watching stuff like that, you might as well try to pick something that's better for your mind, as opposed to just watching a bunch of trash and stuffing your mind with garbage for three hours. I probably should quit watching The Bachelorette, um, but I'm definitely watching the finale tonight before I quit. So I guess I am making strides in that area of my life. But in all the other stuff that I watch, um, I try to keep it educational. And examples of that would be Well, YouTube has a lot of educational videos, and I actually have a Skillshare subscription, which is actually really awesome because Skillshare has a bunch of cool classes on a variety of different subjects. And no, I'm not sponsored by Skillshare, but they're actually a really good website, and they also have an app as well. And you can just get a Skillshare subscription and find a topic that you're interested in and watch that as opposed to wasting your time on meaningless TV. So that will definitely help you because not only will it be training your mind to enjoy learning, but it'll also kind of allow you to expand your interests and find what you're passionate about. And I know most of the listeners of this podcast are pretty young and still exploring what they want to do in life. So it's really good when you're at a young age to just explore as much as you can and see what topics appeal to you. The really great thing about switching from mainstream entertainment to more educational or um, mentally stimulating entertainment is that It trains your brain to release dopamine from doing harder activities. Um, Like watching documentaries definitely takes more mental stamina than watching reality TV, as fun as it may be to watch. And when you train your brain to regularly do hard things, your brain will start to find hard things more enjoyable. Um, A lot of us release dopamine only after watching something really entertaining or scrolling on social media or eating junk food. But if you can start to phase out those things for less harmful alternatives, you can actually train your brain to release the same amounts of dopamine for less, I guess you could say, exciting activities, which is really great. Because when you do stuff like that, you can make activities like homework more fun to do for your mind, which while the homework may not change, your brain will view homework as more fun than it did before. So you'll get a lot more done and you'll be more productive. 
So that's really the biggest advantage that I've found from switching out um, mindless entertainment for more mentally stimulating entertainment. I've definitely gotten a lot more done every day, and I've started to actually enjoy doing things like working out, watching documentaries, watching Skillshare episodes, reading, etc. The last thing that I'm going to get into before I conclude this episode is how you can start reading and how that will really benefit your everyday life. Um, Thanks to the fact that we can now stream things and watch TV at the click of a button or even on our phones so we can watch it anywhere, that's really made books less appealing to a lot of us, which is a problem because books are very good for our minds. Like, really, honestly, unless you're reading, like, super low-level kindergarten books, your brain is probably working very hard to understand what's going on in a book. And that is really good because books challenge your mind in a way that other forms of entertainment don't. Because when you listen to an audiobook, for example, it can actually be easier to comprehend what's going on. But when you have to actually look at the words on a page and string them together and try to figure out what the meaning of each sentence is, it makes your brain work a lot harder, which I know some people are going to be like, well, why would you want your brain to work harder? But when you make your brain work harder, you actually make doing the hard things in life easier. So the more you read, for example, the easier doing homework will probably become, the easier learning in school will probably become, because your brain will be so accustomed to working hard that things that used to challenge you probably won't end up challenging you as much anymore. And that's just really a great benefit of reading. Um, Personally, I prefer reading nonfiction books because I feel like I get the most value out of them. But if you do enjoy reading fiction books, that's great as well, because either way, books are challenging your mind to think harder than it normally would. So just, I would recommend picking a book and a topic that you're interested in, or find a book series that you think you'd like, and just try to read for like 20 minutes a day. And I know that a lot of us kind of dread reading, because we had teachers in the past that forced us to read, or we had horrible summer reading experiences, which I understand summer reading does kind of suck. But if you can just put those experiences out of your mind and try to look at reading as something that you'll enjoy, I bet you'll enjoy it a lot more. Um, I think a lot of us don't enjoy reading simply because we haven't really taken the initiative to read on our own time. And our only experience with reading has been being forced to read by teachers and having to read stuff that we didn't enjoy. And I think you'll find that you seriously love reading when you just find the right book and start learning about things that you're interested in. So I know this episode was pretty short, Um, For some reason, a lot of my episodes have ended up being shorter than normal podcast episodes are. I'm not really sure why, because I feel like I've said a lot by the end of each episode, but I am going to try to work on making longer episodes for you guys. Like, maybe I'll talk about multiple topics in one episode as opposed to just focusing on one. 
Um, But I really hope you enjoyed this episode nonetheless, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.